sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. I'm Garrett Magby and today we have a special guest um, all the way from Brussels, Belgium. This is Mauricio and uh, Lulu Salazar who have actually been uh, missionaries for over 15 years in Brussels and are joining us today uh, actually all the way in Oklahoma City um, for you've got meetings going on with all the missionaries yeah. and that sort of mm-hmm. thing so with mm-hmm. World Missions Department. Uh, so Mauricio how are you doing? I'm doing well thank you very much for having me today. Absolutely it's, a, it's an honor to have you on the on the program. Um, today we wanted to talk to you and, and kind of pick your brain about um, well first of all let me ask you this give us a little bit of background on your uh, career as a missionary on your um, your ministry in the missions field. Yeah, well, we've been we have been 15 years in in Brussels in in, in Belgium, and uh, now transitioning to go to Paris. And uh, our work started over there with coffee shop ministries, and uh, and that gave way to talking to 104 different nations and people from all those countries in different languages. And we saw the, as a result, people coming to believe in Jesus Christ. And we generated a few churches that were diverse in their culture, either be Philippines or somewhere from the Middle East or somewhere from uh, ex-Soviet Union republics or something like that. Yeah, so we had a lot of work like in, in that in that particular sense. In that sense. And and uh, you, miss, you mentioned um, coffee house ministries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what that entails, the coffee house ministries, and what all that that ministry is like. Yeah, well, um, coffee shop ministries is not like in the United States where you put a coffee house inside of your church and then nobody right. from outside of the church goes to your coffee house. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what we did is we rented a facility, very small one, for 24 chairs, downtown Brussels, totally outside in the middle of the city. And, uh, and we started giving out the best coffee we could find. Right, and, right. Uh, and basically we had the Jesus film, a few, few concerts and little papers that we gave out. And so we went out and gave them to the people and uh, people came in. But the state of Brussels is a very multicultural, multilingual, uh, multi-ethnic city. Yes. So it could be anybody receiving those those little brochures, those little papers and leaflets. And so they came into the coffee shop and they were asking for a cup of coffee. We sat down with them and talked to them about whatever came up as a subject. And, right. uh, and we, we, we kind of channeled that conversation to speaking about the Bible, salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's when the real good things started to happen. That's when the ministry started taking place. And <laughs> yes. I, I love that because the, the, the concept of setting up, you know, a coffee shop, people come in to get a coffee, that's what's on their mind. And mm-hmm. but then in that, that opportunity of community with them, you are able to take it to that, that next step in the conversation and, and find out more about them and build that, that relationship. I think that is such a such a neat and, and um, inspiring way to do ministry because mm-hmm. it's not so much Hey, I'm going to go out and talk to somebody, you know, and just strike up this conversation directly about the ministry, but and about the Lord, but rather allowing them to come in and feel feel more uh, uh, comfortable yes. in that environment. So I yes. love that. Now, now in this in this ministry with these multi uh, cultural atmosphere, where you've got so many people from different you know ethnicities and backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that ministry. How? What are the most effective ways to get involved when you're in a situation like that? Yeah, first of all, I have to say that I did not expect it to become so multicultural. And really? I was really 
you know, not, not knowing what to expect of the coffee house. And the result was that we had 104 nations represented and uh, all religions included, all yeah. mindsets possible included <laughs> in the languages. And uh, so uh, we had to learn as we moved on. First of all, we found out that people that, come, that would come and help us in the coffee house immediately went and hid behind the bar where we gave the coffee behind my wife <laughs> because it was so challenging to them to actually face a person speaking French or Russian or speaking Arabic or Farsi or speaking Swahili or speaking Lingala or some language that was foreign or a very broken English. Yeah. So, so people were actually in a sense affected by it. So we had to learn uh, uh, through the process of sitting down with them and letting, letting them talk and of what of what they were wanting to say and learning how to guide them little by little to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That was the beginning because further down the line, the people started to notice that it was a Christian coffee shop. So people came because it was not only a coffee shop, but Christians were there. They were giving out Bibles and coffee and, you, and they could ask questions. So we came the question and answer place. place. And so they would come after they realized that they were kind of seeking more information and they knew they could find it there mm -hmm. at the coffee shop did you in those in those first encounters with with people in that area i mean did you run into once people found out that it was a christian coffee shop did they not want to come back i mean did you run into people that wouldn't come back because of that but then you know wound up wanting to come back to ask yeah. questions or was it more like a lot of people would continue to come because they like the coffee but they would they would listen to the word and then that would allow them to gradually progress closer to the faith. Yeah, we kept it as little religious as possible. Really? Definitely. Yeah. And our language was not all the time. The Bible says this. The Bible says that John here, the Theronomy there. No, we were more in a conversation and we put in our words the word. Right. And the word has power in itself. You don't have to quote it to quote it. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. And so we used the word of God. We gave them answers. And the more answers we gave, the more people were with the desire to learn more. Obviously, the Muslim community right. of refugees or people that had been three or four generations in Belgium had more questions. You know, atheist people from Eastern European countries not believing in God, but questioning why. And questioning what happened and, and historically speaking they were orthodox but you know and so we just took the conversation wherever that conversation took us to yeah. and did you find kind of an initial um, any type of not backlash but kind of a hesitancy in, in the first initial when they started asking a question if you answer the question it was against their their belief system at the time it depending who it was you know that there's a very strong gay community in Brussels, so when you start speaking about the Bible, what the Bible says about marriage, man, women, homosexuality in general, uh, people were offended, you know, and, yeah. uh, and and those probably were the most aggressive responses. But we received them with a smile, and uh, and they and they even were, you know, kissing and trying to be very aggressive against us. And they said, and tomorrow we can't come back because we're gay, right? And I said, no, you're welcome to come back tomorrow. Coffee's free. Come whenever you want, but I'll tell you the same thing. <laughs> I'll tell you what the Bible says. And also Muslims were very aggressive, saying the Bible has been changed. And yeah. Muhammad is the last and the biggest of the prophets. Jesus did not die. 
for, uh, for our sins. It was Judas Iscariot that died in his place and you are wrong and we are right and we are the last revelation. And that's a typical argument of a Muslim talking to me in the coffee shop. And I had a stirred up to, have you read the Bible? You know, right, right. then why are you saying that the Bible has been changed? How do you know <laughs> that it was changed? You know, <laughs> and uh, they said, well, they told me. Where did they tell you? Well, the, the, the mosque and the imam said, I guess. But have you investigated? No. Well, do you want a Bible? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and just take it to the point where people would actually uh, uh, want to receive a Bible or want to hear more. Or ask, why do you say Jesus is God? For example, in a Muslim context. Right. And, uh, and um, uh, or why do you say Jesus resurrected from the dead? Or why do you say Jesus changed his lives? And in this particular case, we had several miracles, people actually having visions and wow. hearing the voice of Jesus Christ and, and uh, having dreams and, and coming and asking a dream, you know, and this dream disturbs me. And they told me you can answer me and tell me <laughs> what the dream is. And I said, well, uh, tell me your dream. So <laughs> I felt like Daniel all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah. And uh, so that's what we did. And we, fa we faced uh, culture in a, with, with a perspective, not a sphere. You have to understand that culture is, is always different than yours. Right. And, and culture can have wrong things, but most of them are rather different than wrong. Yeah. And the fact that they're different doesn't mean that they're wrong. And they can be scary. Like today, we have so many Muslims uh, uh, being attacked or rejected or not accepted because of what's happening worldwide. But not, I've had the most wonderful conversations in homes and taken off my shoes and sat in the rug and talked about many things, including the Lord Jesus Christ, being fed the most wonderful meals right. by these people. So not everybody's the same. Well, it's, it's, and it's the mindset of, of making sure that the focus is loving people rather than, you know, somehow being bent towards trying to change their mind or trying to, they'll mm -hmm. see that, mm -hmm. uh, that the, the spirit of the Lord, they'll see Christ in how you, minister to them through mm -hmm. that relationship, through loving them rather than being judgmental or being, you know, uh, basically just pushing the, the Bible down people's throats or things like that, you know, to, to <laughs> yeah. put it bluntly, but, you know, people <laughs> yeah. talk about it. That's a lot of the, the, the responses that I've seen from mm -hmm. people who are either atheist or Muslim or things like that who mm -hmm. have a, a bad experience with someone who mm -hmm. is a Christian but maybe didn't handle it the right way or something mm -hmm. like that. And, mm -hmm. and it does kind of turn them off to being receptive. To the message mm -hmm. of the good news until it's presented in a in a loving way. Um, what what kinds of advice do you have for people who are wanting to get started and in, in looking at going into the missions field and doing work like this? Um, what kinds of things would you say starting out they would need to one make sure they keep in in their mind, but also two, uh, you know, things you've learned that you mm -hmm. might have wished you'd known at the beginning. You know, <laughs> yes, you know, uh, ignorance is the worst enemy of evangelism and prejudice. Yeah. And uh, prejudice is basically pre means before and judice that other part is judgment. Have a preconception, a prejudgment of whomever you're talking to. And so if you have this bad attitude towards the people, for example, you see a Muslim woman in Walmart, you know, and you're a woman. A man should not approach a Muslim woman because the woman will not answer back. But if a woman would find someone in Walmart, which you find all the time, and then you walk to this uh, person and you actually say, Salam Alaikum, which means the peace be with you. She would definitely answer, Alaikum Salam, and the peace be with you too. 
And then probably she speaks English because she's here and you can say, hello, I just want to say, hi, what's your name? Don't press Jesus in, don't talk about Bibles and you repent, you sinner, or no, no, uh, you know, you're going to go to hell if you don't believe in Jesus Christ. We know all that is true, but they're not ready for that. And I, and I have a rule. There's uh, a line that we can make from minus 10 to zero and from zero to plus 10. And most of the people in the West are on plus three in order to go to plus four and believe in Jesus Christ. There has to be a knowledge somehow of Jesus Christ and they jump over to the faith, sincere uh, repentance and belief in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But Muslims are not there. They're not even in zero. They're not even in minus five. They're in minus 10. Yeah. So you have to understand that maybe you're bringing them only from minus 10 to minus nine in your encounter with them. And that's good. It's not a bad thing. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be the person guiding them to know the Lord Jesus Christ. It could be that the Lord does a miracle to minus 10 to plus four. Right. And then the people repent and believe, which happened to me with uh, certain people that I had in the coffee house. I had the privilege of being a pastor of about 40 Muslims from the country of Iran. And uh, they dispersed already because they believe the UK is better than the rest. <laughs> so they moved out. And uh, so, yes, I would say prejudice and ignorance is what you do not know. And because you don't know it, you're scared of it. And this being scared, like for now, for, for instance, in politics today, they talk, the, they say the Mexicans. And I talk to people from different parts and pastors and, and they tell me, yeah, the Mexicans said, are you sure they're from Mexico? said, well, they come from Mexico. Well, they walk through Mexico, but it doesn't mean they are from Mexico. <laughs> right. There's Chinese people coming from Mexico. It doesn't mean that they're Mexican. Right. And then there's the fear of the Arabs coming through Mexico. It doesn't mean that they're Mexican. You know, they can be Equatorians. They could be Venezuelans. They could be Argentinians. They could be Cubans. Right. So the ignorance of where people come from is the first thing. The second is you ignore the language. You ignore the culture. In the United States, you say hi. In Latin America, you have to hug everybody, give a kiss in the <laughs> cheek, you know, every single hand hi. And when you leave, every single hand of a man by, and then you kiss every cheek of, a, of the people, and then you leave. And uh, so I think that if you, you, you start to want to do this evangelism like you ask, I would say that a person needs to start learning who people are by study. Yes. When I was in CICM in London, uh, they told me that you have to do your desk homework and you have to sit down and find out what the people are in what country uh, or where are they from. Like if you have neighbors from, from I don't know, Indonesia or you have them from another place, where are, who are those people? What, what they believe, what they eat, uh, what they think about family and all that is in the web. You just yeah. have to surf <laughs> it, find it, Google it and learn it. And, learn it. and then that gives you automatically a... a step in the right direction therefore you're not having to overcome those barriers of culture and things like that to be able to start communicating on a on a on a deeper level which mm -hmm. uh which i think is excellent and we've talked to um, a couple of, of missionaries about different subjects that and they've all kind of said the same thing is that you know you really have to learn that culture that you're going into mm -hmm. and really study like you're saying and mm -hmm. i think that's wonderful um we are running out of time and i hate to I hate to cut us off so quickly because uh, this is a subject that we could talk about for forever i mean <laughs> yes. i feel like but mm -hmm. um do you have any final any final thoughts for people in in today's uh society and things that are happening mm -hmm. currently worldwide mm -hmm. 
as far as the missions field is concerned and these these other cultures reaching out any mm -hmm. final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners today? yes i would say i would say that i would use one word to name it all refrain refrain from judging refrain from condemning re refrain from making a stereotype out of everybody's, everybody's face everybody's color of skin everybody's type of clothes that's what's got all these wars going on all over the place and historically speaking that's been the problem in between human beings so refrain from not, from being aggressive refrain from having a bad attitude towards people refrain from being you know negative towards them and uh, on the on the other side be prayerful and and approach the people and i would say to the people here in the united states approach the people if you don't know the people if you're running away from the people if you don't want the people in your church if you don't want to stand beside the people or go to the restaurant with the people well we must understand the united states is a country of immigrants yeah. everybody comes from somewhere else except the Apaches, the Cheyenne, and the Sioux, <laughs> and all those guys. So, so yeah, uh, uh, refrain and be open and be be uh, loving and kind, I would say. It's helped us. We planted churches with it. It works. That's wonderful. Mauricio, thank you so much for being on the Leadership Cast with us today, and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you again in the future. Okay. Well, thank you for having me, and God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.